Bhagavad Gita is a book of mankind's collected experience of and answers to life's most basic questions. Who I am? From where do I come? What is my purpose and destiny? And most practically, how do I find happiness? These podcasts originate in the lectures of Neil Bhatt, a disciple of Swami Chinmayananda. They are presented here in 20 to 30 minute segments, each covering three of the Gita's 701 verses. Welcome to Gita Wisdom for Daily Living. We had been discussing chapter 9, Rajavidya, Rajaguya Yoga, Yoga of Royal Secret and Royal Knowledge. And we had been trying to understand what the Royal Secret is. In my life, the Royal Secret is, where does my happiness lies? So goal is to find happiness. That perfect happiness, whatever knowledge can give me that perfect happiness, will be the wrong knowledge for me. So Bhagavan starts out this chapter by saying, I'm going to give you this knowledge about this royal secret and royal knowledge. Having known that, you don't need to know anything more. Not only that I'll give you this knowledge, but I'll give you how to find this secret. I'll give you the means and methods to achieve it. Then he says, it's going to be very easy. If you practice it, it will be very easy. So he tries to dispel a couple of myths right up front. One is, we have come to the conclusion in our life that this ultimate happiness cannot be achieved. So constantly say this world is Dukkhalayam, it's house of pain. Every time I have tried to get happiness, I end up in a bargain getting some more unhappiness. So you say, no, that's possible to get happiness. Then we have come to the conclusion that maybe it is possible for the great yogis and Mahatmas and Swamiji's, for them it is Possible. We constantly say, Swamiji, you don't know what our problems are. You are a Swami. You don't have a wife and children to worry about. Swamiji says, I have all these children to worry about. So, one, we have concluded that it's only reserved for few elite who can get there with great efforts. And Bhagavan said, that's not true. It's really very simple. It is the misconception about where your happiness lies, if it is removed, it will be very simple for you. So then we have to rely back on what we have learned so far, because we are right in the middle of Bhagavad Gita. We almost covered half of the Bhagavad Gita. So to rely and say, what does that mean, that perfect happiness? You come to the conclusion that the finite efforts in the world of finite things and beings can never achieve that infinite bliss or that perfect happiness. That's given. Anything within the finite world can only give finite results. So, if my goal is to get this perfect happiness, which is infinite, then I have to look for a situation where infinity and perfection exist. And we came to the conclusion there is only one state of existence where that happens, if I'm omnipotent, omnipresent, and omniscient. If I have no competition, if I want to win all the projects where I submit proposals for, there's only one possibility that can happen, right? There's no competition. If I'm monopolized, 
That's how the all industries wants to be monopoly. That's why Microsoft was sued in Europe for being monopolizing over whatever that explorer, I guess. Because it's the only way we know how to achieve that complete control by monopolizing it. Complete control over whatever the field I'm trying to get a perfect success. 100% score. You know. In my previous office, they used to like a hit rate. You know, how many proposals you submitted? How many you know, one? That's called a hit rate. Submitted 10, one only two, my hit rate is 20%. Then they will get together and say, you need to do something new. This is too poor. I say, there are two ways to do it. I can reduce the number of proposals I submit. And then I just pick and choose exactly where. I know that there is no competition. Then I'll have 100% hit rate. Or if I want to increase the number of projects I win, I have to, as many proposals I can submit. And then I may get 2%, but that 2% of 100 will be more than 100% of zero. So there are ways and means we can figure out how can I achieve perfection. And we figured out that the only way you can get 100% happiness is there is no competition. There is no one to bother me, no one to upset me, no one to challenge me. So when I come to the conclusion, non-duality, if I alone exist, then only this is possible. As long as the world exists and I exist, there will be competition, there will be unconditional situation, some people will like me, some people won't like me. Therefore, if this goal is real, that I want to achieve eternal happiness, there got to be a state which corresponds with it. So we came to the conclusion the only state is that of a supreme Brahman. And now, if my goal was unrealistic, then for the ages, all the people and beings would have been striving for it. Because after all, people figure out that this unachievable goal, don't try this, we tried this, it's not going to work. In my family, we have tried very hard. You tell my son, don't become an architect. You can become everything you want to be, not an architect. Figured out it's very hard to make a living being an architect. So we will always pass our wisdom to the next generation of what is right, what is wrong, what is real, what is unreal. If our goal of finding perfect happiness was unreal, we would have figured out by this time. But that's an unending quest for every human life to become happy all the time. So that quest is not unreal. It has lasted over all these generations of him. So if the quest is real, they got to be a situation which is real, where I can get it. So we came to the conclusion that Brahman alone can be that perfect happiness. So now what is my relationship with him? If I figure that out, then I obviously will have a chance to figure out whether I can be eternally happy or not. So the Bhagavan started this chapter by giving his relationship to this world of Prakriti where I belong. And he said that everything that you see is nothing but my manifestation. Every activity you see is because of me only. Tapami aham, I bake this world and also I send them in this prakriti, I also bring them back. There is nothing in this world of emotions, objects and thoughts which is devoid of his presence. 
So therefore we have learned Brahmarpanam Brahmahavehi. Whatever activity is going on, the actor is also me, the action is also me, and activity is also me. It's all me. So now if you can identify with that Supreme Being because nothing but Him exists, my existence cannot be separate from Him. If I can solve this parallax, where right now I see myself as something other than Him, and He keeps telling me I am nothing but all-pervading being, then I will be able to solve it. So then Bhagavan said that because of our wrong notion about where my happiness lies, I'm not able to get it. In this world, we also learned that if I do good things, the good things will happen. And maybe if I can have an eternal good, that will get me to the eternal happiness. Bhagavan said that's also not true. Doing good is not good enough. It will never lead you to that perfect happiness. If you continue to bind yourself with the golden chain, that may just decorate you but never leads you to freedom. So last couple of verses we have seen, say, Trevidya, Maam, Somapa, Putapapa. All these people who are good doers, they have done everything that they can think of is good to achieve happiness and perfect living, a perfect state of existence. He said they did achieve the highest level of living. But as soon as their actions which have fructified into these good results are exhausted, they need to come back and start doing all over again. So in our life, however higher we go, it will never get to the perfection. You only get to the higher level than I was before. And when I get tired of that state, I have to come back and work again to get to even higher level, in however higher level. And the goal will be illusory infinity, where I will never be able to get it. Till I understand what the goal really is. So, verse Tetam Bhaktva Svargalokam Vishalam Kshine Punye Marthilokam Vishanti. Not that they were bad people. Not that they did not understand what is good and what is bad. They continue to understand what is good in this Prakriti. Prakriti itself is constantly changing. Prakriti itself is created out of Maya, illusion. Prakriti is illusory. My happiness within the Prakriti remains illusory. So therefore Bhagavan said, Evam Trai Dharmam Anuprapanna. Trai dharma, the good activities prescribed in good books, the three Vedas. In those days, three Vedas were complete knowledge. There's nothing beyond that. Therefore, if you mastered those three books, you have nothing more to know. And if you follow those actions, you will be accumulating enormous amount of bank balance of karma, good karma, punya which is what we right now do. We want to keep increasing our bank balance. It makes me feel secure till the next collapse comes. Gata gatam kama kama labhante. They do get the good results, but they continue to come back to do more and more. Even the largest company, even my last company, they keep acquiring small companies. So I asked Dewberry one time and said, so what's your goal? Single family-owned company which has 2,100 people. And they keep adding more companies. He said, Neil, 
if you are static and stagnant, it's death. If you don't keep growing, no matter how large you are, you're going to die. So no matter where you get, you have to continue to be larger and larger and larger to just sustain your existence. Gata gatam kama kama labante. So you have to constantly keep working towards it. So now Bhagavan says, but no, there is a way if you just recognize all these facts which we have learned, we have come to the conclusion that there is only one entity exists, so I cannot have a separate existence from him. If that entity has this perfect bliss and happiness, I should be entitled for it as long as I identify with it. Ananyaha chintayantoman ejana pariupasate. Those who do not get distracted by this goal of getting happiness or securing happiness through my accent in this world, but identifying with the Supreme and become His agent. Tesam nitya abhiyuktanam yogakshemam vahamiham. Yoga is something which I have been striving to get this happiness. So I have made my effort. So I have achieved something. But I have not achieved the happiness yet. I have yet to be achieved something more. Bhagavan says, if you constantly identify with that supreme self which is all-pervading, which I just explained in previous verses, then what you have achieved so far, I will preserve it. And what you have not achieved, I will make sure you achieve it. So you will achieve a final goal. We read this verse in the Yoga Kemam Vahami Ham, we think, okay, if that's the case, if I do the worship, Bhagwan will take care of the bank balance which I have. And next time when the crash comes, he will secure my bank balance. I won't go down because in 2000, 2008 and 2009, I realized I was not paying much attention to Bhagwan, and all this thing went down. Bhagwan said, even that, if you really look at it that way, then I can take care of that too. But then you have to focus on only preserving what you have achieved and get what you have not achieved. You fix your goal with ananya chintayanto, without others. Leave all other goals. As last time you heard, I may be interested but not committed. As long as I get committed to that goal, whatever I want to achieve and continue working in that same line without getting distracted by others, other goals. Our problem is we have too many goals and get distracted easily. Somebody says, Neil, how is your singing going? Oh, yeah, I don't have time these days. I thought you were very interested. I am interested, but I don't have time. How is architecture practice? Oh, it's okay. I get distracted. So everything is okay right now. That's why we have somebody say, so how are you doing, Neil? I'm doing okay. That's our life story. Anything, how are you doing? I'm okay. Because I never focused on one thing, to be great. So Bhagavan says, Ananyaha Chintayan, one who has given up all other means of getting happiness. And he's realized there's only one way I can be perfectly happy, is when I become myself perfect. That which is omnipotent, omniscient, and omnipresent. Tesam nitya abhiyukta. For those who are committed, I'll take care of what they have already achieved 
in their evolution from rising from ignorance to knowledge. So far, at least we can say, we have intellectual understanding, you know, how to get there. But once it even this, if you're not careful, that will go away. Because you start doubting whether this is really right. You know, I don't know whether I'm wasting time every Sunday morning. Even that can go away if you're not careful for once. But if you are committed, I'll make sure that what you understood so far, and you gain so far with your efforts, I'll preserve it, I'll make sure whatever is lacking to get that perfection, then I'll help you get there. It's a great assurance here that this is your goal. If you truly think that perfect happiness is your goal, it is achievable, Bhagavan. Very simple. Just keep working at it. E api anya devata bhakta yajante sraddhaya anvitaha te api mameva kaunteya yajanti avidipurvakam. I don't believe in all of that. I actually believe that apneha jagannath I hear all the time, yeah, all that, Purusartha, you know, we have to work hard. He said, that's fine. If you think that you can achieve your happiness by your own efforts, that's perfectly okay. Because you eventually are only worshipping me. Even for me to apply my efforts in any secular field, I need the blessing of the one thing and one thing alone is my consciousness. That which is functioning through me is a living entity. Then only I can be a good architect, a good engineer, a good doctor, a good real estate developer, or a president, whatever you want to be. Only that. You see, you are applying all your energy into worshipping me alone, except now your goal and your efforts are removed from each other. There is now a parallax created. I am applying myself in the world of finite things and beings and finite results, but goal still is to be infinite happiness. So therefore it is avidhipurvakam. If my goal was only to bank balance to be million dollar and if that happens I'll be perfectly happy. I assure you that I'll be happy. If I'm that assured then that's a good enough goal to achieve it and say don't worry about the Bhagwan. But my goal continues to shift. Therefore what I'm doing to achieve my happiness is avidhipurvagam. Is not really properly calibrated towards my goal. That's all Bhagavan. It's not he's not saying that don't do this. Or the people who are who are worshipping other goals and deities, they're fools. No, he's not. They are committed, but not committed to the goal. Not committed to what the real goal is. I want to be successful. But what does success I cannot define? When will I consider myself a successful person? And one definition I've heard is you look to your right and look to your left and they are successful, you are successful. So if people around me are successful, then only I can consider myself successful. In my family, people are suffering. I cannot be happy. It's like the train leaving a platform. The first time I realize the train is moving is when I see the platform moving. So when I see other people successful, around me, 
then I can consider myself successful. And I have a gauge which is reverse. I say, more people are not successful, I consider myself successful. I said, therefore you will never find success. Bhagavan said, Yajanti avidhi purakam. Those people are worshipping me. In other words, they are sincere about achieving that perfect happiness. Except their methods are not perfect to achieve that perfect happiness. Ahamhi sarvayagnanam bhuktacha prabhu evacha. All the activities which are happening. Yagna basically is an activity. So who is the enjoyer of all the activities? It's I alone. I can only enjoy my success as long as I am alive. If I am not there, all my success... I always used to think that what is this point and posthumous award people are giving? It is not for the one who has done. It is to encourage others to achieve that greatness. So we recognize great people after they are gone. Not for them, they are gone. But for others to get motivated to achieve that greatness... All the activities which are happening of sacrifices people are making to get this happiness. I am the enjoyer. Enjoyer in you as you, the consciousness, enjoying your success, I enjoy my success. At limited level, we enjoy our own successes. Bhagavan said, at the end of the day, I am the enjoyer because I am the almighty, all-pervading being. Bhoktacha Prabhu Eva, I'm the Lord of all beings. Lord is the one on whom my existence depends. I can only be who I am as long as I'm alive. Once I'm not alive, I'm not who I am. Therefore, the Lord of my being is my own consciousness. Bhagavan said, I am that. I am the Lord of your being. And I am the enjoyer as you, the limited being. Even though you consider yourself to be independent of me. Natumam abhijananti. Because you are not knowing me. Tatve enat asyavantite. Because they do not know me in essence. I do not know myself in my essence that I am happiness. Therefore, I'm working outside and continue to come back to keep working again and again and again. Because I enjoyed happiness, well, now it is not there, well, let me try again. So that chart we have talked about, the all over life, if you put it in a graph, it will look like a cardiogram. Pursuit of happiness, happiness, pursuit of happiness, happiness, pursuit of happiness. So we are spending all of our life in pursuit of happiness to get the illusory happiness. And Bhagavan said the happiness is you once you recognize it. We'll stop right here. Om Sarve Bhavantu Sukhina Sarve Santu Niramayaha Sarve Bhadrani Pashyantu Ma Kaschit Dukkhabhag Bhavet Om Shantihi 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 Harihi Om Shri Guru Bhyo Namaha Harihi Om